Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back to Fanboys in a Filthy Casual. Back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And what are you doing? I don't know, man. This ring that's getting in my face. Sorry, I'm trying to figure this out. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, this is Harold. <laughs> Wait, Lewis, that ring light is not doing anything for you, bro. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Makes you look well, like the Crypt Keeper right now. I know. Man, um, I know you lost weight and everything, but that ring light not doing wonders for you right now. <laughs> angle? Well, uh, yes, this is not a uh, commercial for a ring light or oh. uh, weight loss programs, although <laughs> Lewis should uh, be um, be one of them. This is Two Fanboys in a Filthy Casual, and today we have um, a returning guest again. I mean, we should, we should just make this like every other episode or pretty much yeah, I think cancel so. this, uh, this, um, this podcast and then just have her like a permanent uh, member. But, uh, of course, we have our returning guest, Kerja, Kerja, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me again. Yay. I'm so glad you're not sick of me yet. <laughs> I mean, there was a boost of like one person when when you were there. <gasps> I, I know. So again, it's my mom. Thank, thanks, oh. mom. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, today it's it's, it's going to be a fun episode because we have finally run out of things to review because Kerja. <laughs> refuses to watch WandaVision with us. I don't. Um, I, mm, oh, oh, I did that, not that was that was not supposed to be revealed out loud. My bad. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> we did, uh, we did run out of things to talk so about. Ways. And Harold actually had um, a little game for us. But as usual today, we will start with Poopery, uh, Lewis's favorite uh, little segment over here where we talk about random crap. Um, but turns out today we really don't have anything. But Harold does have a couple of things to talk about. So, Harold, go for it. What is the Poopery for today? Uh, the first thing I have is... Uh... Apparently, people are just uh, getting sick of just staying at home. So, you know, no. they're getting ready. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's only been a couple of days. Uh, but we're having uh, not so much of a big announcement, but I just kind of want to get your guys' opinion on this. Um, I don't know if you read today, but they are re-releasing a movie series in IMAX in a couple of months, actually. Um, no, the I movie didn't hear series. About that. Yeah, it's uh, a movie series that's never been released in IMAX before, and it might be one of the biggest trilogies of all time. Uh, the third movie actually won Best Picture. The second movie had stuff, and the first movie was some, there was like people doing things. So, Krishak, can you figure out what this is? Is it Lord of the Rings? It is. Oh, my God! The original oh, Lord of the Rings trilogy will be re-released on IMAX. And I believe it's going to be supposedly like March or May, something like that. So coming soon to an IMAX theater near us that might not be open, but we'll see about that. Uh, the original Lord of the Rings series. So kind of want to get your guys' opinions on this. Are we talking about whether or not we want to watch it? Whether we liked it? What, what do you mean by... Uh, A little bit of both. Like... Uh, Pretty much, are you looking forward to this re-release? Is it is it an appropriate re-release? And is it something that you know you'd be willing to watch? 
Let me go oh, for, uh, because I'm already seeing Lewis like fanboying, uh, like, and uh, Kurzer looks like she's salivating over this uh, this uh, <laughs> opportunity for Legolas to be uh, to be released <laughs> in IMAX. I know, but, um, the mint Legolas in IMAX. I, I think I, I think you and I, I think we've talked about this before. Where um, I'm not a huge fan of a Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, I think there was some really cool moments. Um, definitely the battle, the the the, the final battle in the the second movie was was a memorable one. But everything else, um, you know, it's one of those movies where um, I, I always consider um, the if a movie is good. If I see it on on TV, I have to sit down and watch it. Um, I've never done that before, where um, Lord of the Rings is on, and then I was like, "Ooh, I have to sit down." Never happened. So not really that excited. Um, if it's one of those movies that's supposed to save, um, you know, the movie theaters um, and, and try to get everybody's butts there, I think there's enough nerds out there that's going <laughs> to want it. But um, I myself am not that excited about it. Kurzweilu. Um, I am hyped. Uh, I think Harold is the only other one here who is uh, constantly on Twitter. It's one of my pinned tweets, my top five movies of all time, and Two Towers is uh, number two with a bullet. So you know I'm excited for this. I'm actually kind of upset that I did not know that this was going to get re-released on IMAX. So um, I thought I had my Google alerts open for Lord of the Rings, Frodo, and or Samwise. But yeah, I'm hyped, dude. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I, I get, though, that, yeah, it is a little i do have to be a little pensive because yeah going to the theater right now might not be appealing might not sound good but you know i'm uh i choose to be optimistic with social gatherings and those kind of environments in the near future you know not uh i i know you know dr fachi and all the scientists and whatnot are you know they, they have a pretty pretty yeah, pretty optimistic game plan or at least timeline for when things go back to normal but yeah maybe in a theater with you know not maximum capacity because um, I don't know the logistics per se, but um, an IMAX theater hosts, what, 200 people? You know, it, it, if it comes down to like maybe only having a third or a quarter of that, just so people can enjoy that, uh, I am so happy to to, 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 to have that. Um, I personally saw the original trilogy in um, Burbank. I don't, I don't think I saw it. In, uh, no, I, I know for a fact I did not see it in IMAX over there because um, I still remember I saw it in Burbank uh, AMC 8, the one in the mall that nobody even remembers is even there. It was actually like, a, it was at a whim when I, uh, when I went to go see it with my sister when she was still in middle school. And I was just like, fine, we'll kill time. Uh, and, you know, we, we both walked out like, oh my God, that was the greatest experience ever. That was amazing. But um, so, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. In, in You're talking about the movie, right? You be quiet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know, that, that was also the, yeah, the, I think I also had an or orange Julius for the first time that, that weekend. It was amazing. Wow. Big, big day you know, for you. Burbank. <laughs> Burbank, guys. <laughs> they are popping. But, yeah, I'm, I'm down, dude. I'm hyped. I mean, I was excited. Like, uh, it, it's funny that Dennis mentioned that yeah, it's not the kind of movie that he'll plop down and watch, even if it's on TV. Like, I actually went out of my way. I have the Blu-ray, which I've seen. And then when I saw that it's on HBO Max, I watch it again just to make sure that there weren't any differences just to watch <laughs> to the point where even my kids are like, Dad, that's that's probably enough. I'm like, I will tell you when there's enough. <laughs> and there's <laughs> not this day. Me. And it is Aww. not this day. Anyway, that's just me. But I'm, I'll be there. Uh, yeah, hopefully when everything's safe. But yeah, that's, that sounds great. Lewis, For sure. Before Kershaw jumps in, uh, real quick question. Uh, given a choice, 
Um, you only watch one. Um, Lord of the Rings or uh, uh, Terminator? On IMAX? Mm. You know, just... Because mm. I've actually seen Lord of the Rings in the big screen. I have never actually seen Terminator on the big screen. So I think I would have to vote for that. Yes, it is time for that obligatory. I was still in the Philippines when Terminator okay, came out. So <laughs> was like, only five I, minutes in, he brought up. Yeah. He came from the Philippines. <laughs> hey, it's been a while. And, it's been a while, and you know, it kills me that Since this the story, last episode because it kills me because it, it reminds me of you know there was an awesome experience that Harold got us tickets to a allegedly like alleged to an alleged Terminator <laughs> two screening at oh my gosh, what's it? The theater's name has been. It feels the like Alamo Draft House. The Alamo oh. Draft House in downtown that just opened that you know when it opened last year, and Harold scored us tickets to see Terminator Two, and I was like, "Let's go!" And then it turned out to be a viewing for Dark Fate, um, uh, the sequel. But you know, it's fine. I'll take I'll take a I'll, I'll take a Terminator movie. But still, part of me was like, I kind of like I think even Dennis was like, I kind of wanted to watch Terminator Two. All, all three of <laughs> all us were like, <laughs> I, I get it. It's cool. We're gonna be the first people to ever watch this movie. But at the same time, I kind of wanted to see Terminator 2. We were so yeah. excited. Yeah. Side note, I recently watched Dark Fate. I think it was just this past weekend. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's movie. Hey, it's Curtis, a, oh, I like it. Curse, you know what you should you should have watched instead? WandaVision? Yeah. I did. I watched episode four. So wait, four. Then you're caught up. No, three then. then I watched three. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Your thoughts, uh, Kersha? Yes, no to Lord of the Rings? I'm into it. I'll be there with Lewis, socially distanced, wearing a mask, hazmat suit, whatever. Uh, we have to be like plexiglass in between. I'm into it. Like, uh, And I can't believe like Lord of the Rings uh, Fellowship came out 20 years ago. So that's, yep. that's insane. Like, uh, and And just thinking about how epic that whole trilogy was i really i i don't think you know i didn't see it in imax so it'll be a good experience to see it again so i'm i'm down i got excited when harold said trilogy the last movie won the oscar i was like i know what this is oh my god i i got so excited that's great actually i just looked it up you know when it's being released Mm -mm. uh friday oh (laughs) Oh, this friday never mind this friday Oh, well. So, uh, some part of the world will see it. Some parts of this country will see it. Uh, my cousin and our friend, who's also a dungeon master, might be able to see it because of where they work. Uh, I highly doubt that for now we'll get to see it, but hopefully oh. they re they re release it again. Yeah. You know, uh, it came out December two thousand one. I remember that because my cousin had his appendix removed the same day. So. <laughs> Yeah, I always feel bad because we left them at the hospital. We're like, hey, man. <laughs> but, uh, That's what you should do. Well, yeah. This, this is a really gripping uh, um, uh, podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool because he works at IMAX. So sorry, cousin who had his appendix removed. But you'll watch it in IMAX. Aw, uh, that's frightening. Sec- the second uh, piece of poopery I have is actually kind of related to the topic we were going to do today, but we decided not to because... In all fairness to Krizzer, like she said, she's not caught up on WandaVision yet. Um, have you guys heard the latest uh, news about the show? No, not yet. Lou, no? No. Okay. 
So, <clears throat> I'm not sure if I'm pretty much by now everybody knows that the ending of the Mandalorian season two had, you know, the big reveal where Luke Skywalker came back into the uh, Star Wars universe. And they okay, recently did it. Spoil something for us here? No, no, I'm not gonna spoil it. Okay, don't be a loser. Of, of, of all of all people, me, the guy who's anti-spoiler, and would literally rage and destroy my uh, laptop. No, Defcon, uh, you are not anti-spoiler. I've seen your spoilers. Wah wah, bum, bum, bum. Yes. <laughs> Racing. <laughs> but um, so they did a little bit of an interview with Elizabeth Olsen. And they they were talking to her about it, and she says, "By the way, the season finale of WandaVision will have an appearance of a character that rivals the appearance of Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian." So this is the news that has gotten out today. My question to you guys is, who would be a character that would appear at the very end of the show? That would make you react the way some people reacted to Luke coming back to Star Wars. Wow, wow, that's a that's a bold uh, statement by uh, you know <laughs> by Elizabeth Olsen. But um, huh, I'll have to stew about that. But I guess I mean part of me thinks that it it might just be you know uh, Quicksilver returning because obviously he died in uh, uh, in the one movie he was in. <clears throat> but I don't think that's that's <laughs> that's not Luke Skywalker levels of like yeah Whoa! yeah that's so, throwing me off. Yeah, that's hmm. um then if, if are are we only relegated to one person? No, just whoever you think would be um, like I, I think I think um I don't know which one, but I think it's going to be the realization that there's going to be mutants. And so we're going to we're going to see either Wolverine or Professor Xavier um like um uh, like uh, coming out of nowhere. I think that's going to be the big reveal, at least for WandaVision, or at least that's what I'm hoping for, that she opens up the timelines, uh, the multiverse, and one of the multiverses that she opens up is uh, um, the, the the place where uh, mutants exist. That sounds legit, dude. Uh, now, now I'm imagining, like, it doesn't even have to be a full-blown scene if there's just a moment where, like, a wheelchair wall uh, rolls by or three claws pop out of a random hand, kind of like how they did Thanos at the end of, uh, uh, of the first Avengers movie. Yeah. That would make me mark out nuts. Yeah. Good, 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 good call, dude. Chris. If Legolas comes out, <laughs> <laughs> your new Wolverine is Orlando Bloom. <laughs> that's pretty epic that would be epic do um i mean i don't really i i don't read a lot of comics so do the the kids i know they're part of the new mutants does that is that how it ties in i'm not sure well um in the um in the comic books um wanda maximoff uh, the um the, the the character um, there's a famous storyline where she actually becomes so powerful that she's able to wish away all mutants um, away uh, and, and make them disappear. So the, the theory that people are saying that it's going to be the reverse where she's going to be the cause of the appearance of these. Of the uh, mutants. Of, of the oh, mutants. Hmm, that would be mm. epic. That would be Luke Skywalker level. My, my only thing is that it would, in that sense, 
Luke Skywalker level is like everybody knows. Even even my mom knows who Luke Skywalker is. You know, it, it would have to be a character that everybody knows. So I that's why I'm guessing like Hugh Jackman or something like that will pop out out of nowhere or something, um, just to get that. You know, just to get that uh, that reaction. But mm-hmm. You know what my favorite uh, my favorite theory has been so far. Hmm. Is that the uh, person that will show up at the very end of the season or whatever would be Magneto? I like that. Because <clears throat> be Magneto—that's that's her dad. <laughs> yeah, that is her dad, and that's the th- that would be cool. But again, it would be it would be would <clears throat> regular viewers like react to it as as and i think uh, you know uh, we'll talk about it when we talk about um wandavision that's one of the the, the biggest things that people uh, i i've always i'm wondering is that who is this who is the um the show catered to is it catered for regular audience members you know or is it like the 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 hardcore nerds that know their their history you know so um, i don't know which which is which or what if <clears throat> Magneto shows up and instead of being Magneto, he's Gandalf? <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask, are you Daddy. thinking Magneto like Fastbender Magneto or McKellen Magneto? As long it's as it's not Gimli showing up, we're, we're good. <laughs> and my axe. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most yeah. Lord of the Rings content we've had in a long time. I know. Like I ever. Know. Courage, I, I'm telling you, you have to join our D&D group now. You, we're gonna, you, can, you can be a dwarf. I'm into it. <laughs> only if I can use my Gimli voice. But hey. only say and my accent. <laughs> the whole time. It's over and over. Hey, if Lewis gets to say mage hands all the time, you get to say the word. <laughs> mage. You know. Mage hands. Of all people, too, Harold, like each game so far, says like five lines. And that's it. But that's in character, though. So it's like totally yeah. like in character. He's not trying to be a jerk. He's just like, this is what my guy would do. Yeah. <laughs> very straightforward. And I kill all the things that these guys don't kill, which is which is a lot. <laughs> um, again, I'd like to point out that last game, I was the one that killed all those things that that Lewis kind of like agitated. So yeah, that's his fault. <sighs> Moving forward. <laughs> He agitated with mage hands. Dennis cleaned <laughs> Actually, up the mess. <laughs> no, that, that was the fireball that went like, bloop. It's that, that whiffed. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, you basically threw a jab fireball when you needed to throw a fierce fireball. And instead, and I, you could have hit us at the bottom. Yeah, so, and, I, and I missed everything. Anyway. Dungeons and Dragons oh. talk. Aww. <laughs> Okay, anything else? It's uh, all good, guys. Uh, that's it for for the poopery. That's all I got for now. Okay. Well, um, today Harold actually is going to be like the uh, the moderator because um, you know normally I I or Lewis have uh, the uh, the content, but Harold said that he had a little game for us. Hence, um, us you know calling Kurja into action today. So um, Harold, <laughs> they activated me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> to get off you're, the you're, bench. You're like you're like the um you're you're like the the motorcycle guy from Mask. <laughs> Anybody remember wow. that? The, no? Wait, oh, are we doing prison. Mask the the acronym M A S K? Yeah. Or yeah. Mask Eric Stoltz. 
No. Come on. MASK. <laughs> we'll go. <laughs> go ahead, Harold. What do you have um, for us okay. today? It's it's a little bit of a game, but it's more like a questionnaire. And I've decided to name uh, this little section that we're uh, doing here called "Getting to Know Your Podcast Hosts." So, in those terms, it's more getting or less me asking you, it, that the whole time I did podcast this. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> like the vibrato at the end, by the way, Dan. You should download that karaoke app, Dan. <laughs> It's, it was it's kind of like the we the game at least the three of us played where it was i asked you know what would you rather do um but instead it's kind of they're all pop cultural related stuff so it's some of it is opinionated but most of the uh it's all opinions and it's just a little bit of our way of our audience getting to know you know how we really feel towards certain things okay sounds good <sighs> excellent yeah so, and it's all silly stuff. So, you know, audience, be prepared to be silly with us. And if you have your own opinions, I really want to hear from everybody else here. Yes. Yeah. So be silly with us. Put in the comments. Be, put it in the comments. Open up your Lego last. Okay. So. Wow. <laughs> hey, as long as you're cleaning Sorry. your Legolas, you're okay. I, spread wait. Your, you need, we need you guys to spread your Legolas. <laughs> we mentioned him three times. Is he going to appear? Does that happen for Legolas? He, he pops he's, up. He's, he's right behind you, Chris. <laughs> Actually, it looks like Lewis could be could have some a Legolas behind him, and we wouldn't know, dude. I know. It would, so. I, I, yeah, I would just get snatched to end anyway. <laughs> You just say snatch. Oh, so yes, Wait, I did. That <laughs> That's a good movie. Okay, All right. So the first question is a question I actually posed to the guys. It does look good on video. Sorry. Um. Yes, it is. But it's there's three things I want. Or, or um, sorry. Uh, the topic for this one is uh, movie transformations. I'm gonna name three movie transformations, and you guys tell me which one is your favorite movie transformation. Mm. You, got these- you just you just ruined a a, a a future podcast idea I was gonna give you guys, but never it's mind. Right. Oh, maybe it's just, it's just you can talk about it in the next. Okay, one. go ahead, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. That's true. Okay, so the first movie is Miss Congeniality. The second movie is She's All That, and the third movie is The Princess Diaries. Mm. Okay, so what are we doing? Sorry, I You're was telling not me out attention. of the three, out of the three movie transformations, which is your favorite? I think I'm gonna go first before somebody else. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, oh, go snatch this! I'm gonna snatch this out of it. Uh, I like Miss Congeniality best. I think um, she's all that was a uh, a favorite of mine because I think all of us were in high school when that movie came out. So we. Oh, you're that so whole. kind. No. <laughs> well you know yeah exactly everybody was in high school in 2002 right or 99 whenever that came out um so i i i, I loved you know i, I love that that movie i i you know i i love uh part of me loves usher's uh ridiculous uh moments in that movie but i think overall transformation and just like satisfaction i loved miss congeniality sandra bullock was um you know and the funny thing is i think she's kind of played that role uh more you know not not that she's going back into that well but you know she's played a couple of those hard-nosed comedic uh cop roles um 
shoot, there was a, there was a recent one with Melissa McCarthy <laughs> that's a tip of my tongue, but um, so you know it, it works. Thank you, the heat. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's. I like that movie a lot. I love that transformation. Um, but you know, it, it was. I thought it was uh, cute, not to you know belittle it, but not, not, I don't mean cute like oh look you, but like it was adorable. It was heartfelt almost, and yeah, it was like. And again, not, um, not to get not to throw uh, she's all that under the uh, under the bus but like you know there there is a, that obviously that underlying subplot of like well it was under malicious tones at least mis- miscongeniality they were out to find a crook so you know her transformation wasn't like it was altruistic it wasn't like um uh, it, it wasn't like somebody being mean to her or, or using her like a like a pawn so yeah miscongeniality for me wait Let's have, have you watched the movie which one miscongeniality or yeah. she's all that yeah the movie she was used as a pawn by the FBI. That, that was like still, the, she was the still main like you know plot points. But at least she was <laughs> more or less aware of it. Like she wasn't like yeah, it wasn't. Oh god, what's that actress's name from? She's all that, and I can't remember. It wasn't like Rachel Lee Cook. Cook. Thank you. you I was gonna yeah. At least you know she was aware. So that's that's my one consolation. Also, yeah, I love Sandra Bullock. Any any generation. Curse, you want to go for it? Um, I'm gonna say she's all that because that's the one out of the three that I've seen. Oh, and I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> I also like Rachel Lee Cook. I, you know, she's just adorable, and I always like a story where the lead actor is an artist. Like anyone who's like an artsy, nerdy girl, I'm into that. That that girl is me. I'm into that. <laughs> And also, we have to give props to any movie where <laughs> the um, the the dance at the end, homecoming prom, whatever, has a big dance routine that everyone somehow knows, and they do. What the heck? Also, I think <laughs> to add, I know it's like not related, but the Donnas are the Donnas in that movie. Was that the movie <laughs> where the Donnas? Haggle. No, sorry, that's not. Ask that's Hagel. not it. No, Hagel, Hagel, I I was wrong. The Donnas are in that other movie, other teen movie. Uh, then, with ten things uh, I hate about you. With Sabrina the Teen Witch, what's her name? Oh, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. Yeah, ten things I hate. Uh, <laughs> no, she's not in that. She's not in that. Styles. That drive me crazy. Remember. That's it. There you go. With Adrian Grenier. Yeah, sorry. Grunier. I got those I two confused. But it's another whatever. So <laughs> I know. It doesn't matter. Uh I like she's all that. That's it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a fan of that movie. Um you can't go wrong with Rachel Lee Cook and Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, mm. both of them very good looking and very hot. So um, uh, I, I, oh, good looking I, and hot. But my 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 biggest thing with uh, she's all that is still makes me uncomfortable because there was like a lot of like rapey like subplots that 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 was happening. So I was like, mm, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, for me, um, su- uh, surprisingly, um, I didn't have to uh, choose something else. Um, I'm gonna go with my, one of my uh, my guilty pleasures. Um, I'm a huge. Um, a Princess Diaries fan. Uh, so much so, I actually like Princess Diaries too, especially because of the, the best Chris um, in movies is in that movie ever. Emsworth? 
No. Ooh. Oh. Chris Pine. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh. Bye. Uh-oh. Chris Evans. Uh. No, but um, a couple things I really liked about that movie. Um, first and foremost, you 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 can't go wrong with um, with uh, having Maria um as the the queen of Segovia. Um, anytime you have her there, uh, it's always going to be a plus. Uh, secondly, um, there's actual transformation in it, even though it's very subtle. Like, um, you know, Miss uh, Congeniality, um, she, the only thing she did was she just changed her, her clothes and she combed her hair. And then all of a sudden she was beautiful. Um, same thing with uh, she's all that beautiful with a question mark for example. <laughs> no, no but, but again, but that's my point. You know, same thing with she's all that is like she was wearing frumpy clothes and glasses and glasses. Oh, <laughs> true. She's she's uh, she takes she's it horrible. off. Horrible. She's sexy. a monster. Yeah. <laughs> she's a monster. She wore at, she at wore least in a, you know, at least in Princess Diaries, <laughs> she had a unibrow. <laughs> You know, so she was Anthony Davis before she started. So, um, and I don't know. It's it's a really cute movie, and uh, in terms of like the transformation thing, it was less rapey than uh than <laughs> than she's all that. And I'll give points for that one. And are we allowed to use the word rapey that many times? I'm I, you're the editor here, man. Okay, I don't know. We'll see. You, but you might I'm, have to edit that I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Christian Krakow. That's what happens. Oh, uh, was it voluntary or? <laughs> yeah, I just kicked a thing. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. Um, but uh, um, for me, that would be Princess Diaries. Um, I really like that movie. Um, you know, I, if if I was if I was watching TV and um, any of the Lord of the Rings trilogy and Princess Diaries showed up, I'd be watching Princess Diaries, one and two. Wow. <laughs> All right, here's a quick side question. So, uh, Krisha hasn't seen the other two movies, but the other two guys have here. Um, the song for when Sandra Bullock comes out of the hangar where she gets transformed is Mustang Sally, which is a great song. But the song when Rachel E. Cook walks down the stairs is Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer. <laughs> What's the better song? Um, mm. I like Sixpence None the Richer because dumb high school Lewis actually learned how to play the chords, <laughs> so I could so I could be that guy oh, God. at the senior parties. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's so cute. You know what? We're gonna leave that question. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> By the way, the outro for tonight's podcast will be me playing those chords. Oh, yes. (laughs) At at least like verbally, right? Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know how to play the chords in the other song, but that one I do for show. Okay. Uh, Good stuff so far. Harold, what's the next topic here? All right. So this one is... uh, this is kind of it's really as subjective as well. Um, streaming services, we all are subscribed to a bunch of streaming services. Um, some of us, were spending way too much money on streaming services. But my question to you guys would be, if you could only keep one and only one, which streaming service would you keep? Ooh. Um, I'll go. Um, I th- I think I'd go, I, at, at this moment, I think I'd be going for Netflix. 
just because it has the largest variety. Um, aside, you know, especially if you like look at CBS, uh, I have that uh, Disney Plus. It's it's really it's you know it's really like specific to your certain tastes. You know, you either love Disney movies, that's it. Um, you're old, therefore you're, you you like CBS. Um, but uh, Netflix is, uh, you know, you, you run the gamut. You could, if you want um, anime, if you want cooking shows, if you want uh, murder mystery, uh, you it's it has everything. I'd be going Netflix. I'm thinking about it too. I think, yeah, I, uh, not to sound super casual, but I kind of, I, I, I agree with Dennis's point on that one, dude. Um, I think as much as like, I love obviously all the Marvel, Star Wars, Disney stuff on Disney Plus, I don't think I get that much diversity in them either. So like sometimes you want a raunchy rom-com or an ultra-violent you know, action movie and yeah, more or less Netflix that has those. Um, I, I know like Amazon or, you know, Amazon prime has that as well, but I don't think their library is as encompassing uh, as Netflix yet. So yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Netflix on this one. I have to pick HBO max. Um, I have a Roku, so it took a while for me to get HBO max. So I've been now that I have it, I've been able to, gosh, watch shows that I haven't seen before. Um, HBO series, like I tried to watch Deadwood and I thought about, you know, watching The Sopranos. I didn't get into it when it was on. But some of my favorite shows were on H- were HBO series like um, Boardwalk Empire. So I always love seeing that. Um, I also think HBO Max has a great variety. Um, they have... They have a uh, crunchy roll, so you can watch a lot of anime. They have all the Studio Ghibli movies, also, so uh, you know you can see all you can see that. Like I, 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 I don't think I've seen, I've seen Spirited Away. There are a couple that I haven't seen, but now I can. So I would, I would pick HBO Max because for me it's new, and I can re- rewatch shows that I really love, really loved, and then kind of explore um, some of the animated stuff too. So, yay. You know what I learned about HBO Max is it doesn't stop playing episodes like normal show, like the other services do. So if I'm falling asleep watching, oh, Entourage, because for some <laughs> reason I'm getting back into that show, uh, when I wake up the next morning, I am on season six. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh... So it doesn't have the uh, Netflix reminder of uh, are you still watching? Are you st- are, is your heart still beating? <laughs> <laughs> are you dead, man? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's um, I like that. The next thing is I like the fact that Harold's I, uh, commenting on himself. Oh, I, I like that. I like, I like that. that. Oh, that was a good. I like your that answers. was a good topic. I like. Pat myself on I, I the like, back. I, I, like I, me, like how, I like me bringing that up. I like how Harold goes, I, I guess it's subjective when he knows there's a right answer. <laughs> yes, told, in my head, there's always a right answer. The right answer is Prime, is Amazon Prime. Hey, real because... quick, just because somebody did a voice, uh, has, have any of you ever watched a, a show called Henry Danger? 
Yes. Sounds familiar. On Nickelodeon, right? Yeah, it's That's a that. Nick yeah. movie. It's a Nick uh, like show. It's about this guy who's like um uh like this kid who's a superhero. Um, there's a character that, a recurring character like at least once every other uh, every couple of episodes where they have like this Asian character, and I swear to you, it's it's like they decided to like take like you know what's what's the uh, the stupidest Asian stereotype that you could ever have. Like um like like the really goofy um nineteen eighties like um like long duck dong uh, type oh, of Jesus. Oh, characters Lord. Oh, no. except yeah. except without like the sexual uh, uh, innuendos and all those things but it's like this really dumb Asian guy and er- that's it's the only Asian representation on the show and every single time he pops out I'm like oh my god <laughs> this is terrible sorry. Um, really random, but um, Henry Danger. There's there's an Asian character. It's the worst character ever because, yeah, like, I I turned to my wife and I was like, "This is this is bri- bringing all Asian people down." I told Eek. Sorry, Harold. Go for it. Yeah, as 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 someone, or obviously people who have degrees in Asian American studies, it's always like cringy to watch things like that. It's like any kind of like negative representation or like, uh, you can't take that political hat off. It's always one of those things. And, you know, side note, as being one of the minorities of the minorities, like, you know, our Filipino representation is basically non-existent. Mm-hmm. So I was actually doing this whole binge, this not binge, but like a follow spree of a bunch of like anybody who's Filipino that does something in the pop culture community or like in kind of media. So it's like writers, directors, screenplay stuff like that. I was like, oh, I will support you because you have a Filipino flag and your last name is hard to pronounce. So <laughs> uh, who this is about movie courtrooms. What the hell? Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, these are good. I didn't know these are very specific, but this is great. No, it's just two random ones. Which is a better legal finale? The ending of, uh, as in legal, like, uh, I forgot, real, a legal realization at the end of the movie. The ending of My Cousin Vinny or the ending of Legally Blonde. Okay, I'm gonna go first um, because I'm really upset that you forgot the best legal uh, ba- uh, court battle ever. One, um, two, and, and, three. And, and... Oh, I thought, I thought oh. we were gonna say it at the same time. Okay, well, go for it. Ready? One, two, One, three. Two, three. Mighty Ducks. A few three. good men. While I agree with Persia. <laughs> I think Mighty Ducks 3 with Gordon Bombay, still better. <laughs> I think I broke some. I was, was, was going to use A Few Good Men, but I feel that's one of those movies I don't think Dennis or Lewis have ever watched. Uh, <laughs> you know. Excuse me. <laughs> Tom Cruise? Oh, that's true. Demi Moore? <laughs> Tom Cruise? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so okay, I, I I gave you mine. I don't know. Oh, you're, <laughs> I, you're I, did you? Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Okay, I, I, know, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I know 
okay, so uh, Harold actually asked this uh, like uh, a few days ago if we've seen um, uh, my cousin Vinny. It's been actually a long while since I've seen it. It's unfortunate that's not so fresh in my head. So I'm going to have to go by default, I, I, Legally Blonde. And not, not to mention that I think it's actually one of the better classes or one of the, it, 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 it still comes up on like, you know, uh, on Twitter and IG lexicon of like, here's something clever that was dressed down for easy to consume, you know, uh, teenagers or, or whatnot back in the, whenever that movie first came out. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go legally blonde, uh, perfectly cromulent ending or, uh, uh, yeah, I like that one. No, oh, what are you talking about? That was a terrible ending. Like she didn't do anything. Like she, that, that thing <laughs> fell onto her lap. Like if, that if that girl just kept quiet, nothing would have happened. That's would, true. You're uh, right. Uh, uh, it, it would have been a ter- and, and she would have been laughed out, and she would be at a trailer park somewhere, um, in a in like Northridge or something. You know um, what? I, what? Uh, okay, go ahead. Sorry, dude. No, no. no I'm, try, I'm trying to think of like. Wait. Speaking of that, I, I think my favorite. Uh, n- nothing against the the choices Harold made, but I think liar liar had to be one of it wasn't the ending per se but when he had when it, when he when he got that one uh that lady that's a good pick damn it lewis <laughs> when he got the lady off the hook but then he felt super bad at the end because she got away with it because of some uh, silly legalese you know he, he I, I forget the details but like you know she didn't or she wasn't oh she wasn't legally of age when all this happened therefore the other guy was in trouble even though she was the one who got uh who, who initiated all the trouble it's like okay that's really clever but anyway so yeah <laughs> neither of harold's choice i like liar liar i know I like, the the that, the I like the fact that Harold had to find uh, uh, Harold was looking for uh, courtroom battles and she, he went my cousin Vinny like, <laughs> because I, I like the ending of my cousin Vinny look Melissa Torme doing the whole like uh, talking about like uh, the, the car and like the, the tire treads and everything very cl- I liked it admittedly but is it better than Mighty Ducks 3 <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to pick le- legally blonde too. I don't care. Like, I think <laughs> you're right, Dennis. Like, it, if it didn't fall on her lap, then no. But it did. It did fall in her lap. So. So what you're boom? saying? I don't. <laughs> in your lap. You yeah. Got to eat it up. Yeah, and she used the knowledge that she had, which people thought was very limited, but spun it around. And kind of, um, you know, made made people like see how intelligent she was, even though she was, you know, uh, presented as a blonde bombshell. You know, she used that in her knowledge and um, put that girl away because she took a shower after saying that she got a perm. Boom. That'll learn you from like movie. Linda Cardellini. <laughs> <laughs> the, le- the least hot Linda Cardellini has ever looked in a movie. That's true. She, I um, love her. She's so pretty. Yeah. She's, what's it, that was the show she's on? Dead to Me, right? Dead to Me, yeah. Yeah, I heard that's good because Kelly Bundy's in it. So I should watch a movie with Kelly Bundy and the hot girl from Grandma's Boy. So. Absolutely, Harold. You should the watch grandma? it. Yes, the grandma. <laughs> the grandma from Grandma's Doris boy. Doris Roberts. 
All right. Uh, we, okay. So if you had a permanent uh, status with either of these things, which one would you prefer? Would you rather talk like Jar Jar Binks for the rest of your life or breathe like Darth Vader? Well, for Lewis, that's pretty easy. <laughs> Actually, he's, a, he's a man of a thousand you. voices. <laughs> I hate this question. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say breathe like Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, I, if, I agree. I'm okay. If I, it sounds like I have an iron lung. I don't care. Yeah, you're right. It's Kurt. pretty you badass. Could just, you could just pass it on as you have asthma. You know? Yeah. But, and people you know, can't make fun of me because that's that's a disability. Like, that's an illness. Yeah. So you shouldn't make fun of people. Although, um, if if you talk like Jar... Misha talking like this the whole time. Um, oh, are people going to make fun of me? It could be a disability also. Yeah. <laughs> or you could be a time traveler stuck in the present, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I well, you know, I was gonna say like breathing like Darth Vader, um, uh, you know, as a man with apnea, would it just be like waking apnea? So you know, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I've done it already, and uh, uh, as we've already alluded to, my voice as a Dungeons and Dragons character is kind of questionable <laughs> as it is. So imagining myself, my Dungeons and Dragons character, twenty four seven, sounds super painful because I. I love you too, and our DM. But even doing the voice in front of you three is like, oh god. <laughs> but you yeah, committed. Of, this is gonna be no. Bad. But also, when he does the voice, me and Dennis are pre-laughing. <laughs> pre-laughing, I know. Like we know he's about to do it because you can see the like oh, his camera's not on when he's doing it, but we could tell in the in the intonation when he's about to do it. So we start cracking up already. <laughs> oh. Mm. Which you kind of feel bad about, but at the same time, you you did it to yourself. It was a choice. It was a choice. The choice was made. I admire. I admire that. I mean, it's better than not doing a voice and not knowing if you're the same character the whole time. So yeah, because saying mage hands just with a normal voice is boring. But mage, I don't know how you say it. Can you say mage hands in your voice? Mage hands. Misa gonna cast mage hands. <laughs> if you if you would have done that, I would have way more respect. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, not at all. Zero, zero change. The slander, the slander would be at a hundred for that one. This is uh, it, this is one of those typical questions, but I like wanting to hear what your guys' answer for this is going to be. Um, and I know it's very typical, but I, I just like hearing what you guys would say. Stuck on an island, one iPod, only can play one artist. Who is that artist that you're listening to the whole time? Wow. Um, I'll go, yeah, I'll go Jason already. Mraz. <laughs> Jason Mraz is the sexiest man alive. He sings because, hey, what? No? Okay, fine. No, I, no, I, I thought you said... I, I, I just you saw said... your I just saw you judgy uh, your judgy face. I've never seen <laughs> you have a that's judgy just face. My face. To, to be honest with you, it, 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 I was kind of offended, you know? Uh, you know what? She, she's got resting judge face. <laughs> <laughs> no, and dude, I thought you were making fun of my D&D character when you said sexiest because you said sexiest. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you did say that though. Like, that's mm, probably the, why I made the face. Dennis no, really but, means it. He's yeah, not being I, ironic. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go Jason Mraz. Um, I'm uh, I'm a huge fan. Um, um, aside from only, there's only two artists I think that I've seen more than once. Um, the, one is Foo Fighters, and then the other one is uh, Jason Mraz. And um, especially during the pandemic. Um, you know, like um, I, uh, I, I've been really like listening to a lot of um, of uh, Jason Raz, and it also helps that his birthday is my birthday also. So wow, yeah. and you know, I think like Jason Mraz is good island music. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on an island; it's kind of like you know, jangly, strummy guitar. Yeah. Oh, especially happy. his his newest uh, his newest album is like reggae. So. There you go. I, I did not know you were a stand, dude. Way oh, dude, <laughs> dude! At least once a year, I, I I watch the concert. Can you play his songs in the guitar and play us out today? Uh, not the guitar. No, that slut is already filled, Lewis. Whoa, whoa, what, whoa, 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 whoa! What, what did you say? <laughs> the slut, like the slut, the oh, final no. slut. Oh my no, God. no, no! That's not what you said. I said the slut. <laughs> Play no. it back. <laughs> Speaking of miscongeniality, <laughs> there's a problem with the sluts. <laughs> the slut. The slut. All the sluts are taken. Oh my god. I'm sorry if I said it that way. <laughs> it's okay. She got mad too, like how Dennis was super excited to say sexiest. Uh, for me okay for me uh, i I think this is just gonna be a knee-jerk reaction but his birthday just passed so i think and he has a pretty you know pretty sizable discography is that what you call it um but i'm gonna go justin timberlake i think he's got a pretty versatile uh, track list um and i'm gonna cheat and say that uh since it's timberlake i'm gonna also be able to go pull his in sync albums so you know I, I can use that maybe so yeah and i think yeah he's got a good you know versatile stuff so i'm gonna go with that so if, if i'm sad i can cry me a river if i'm not if i'm happy i can dirty pop there you go so you're saying it's it's gonna be him it's gonna be may all the time <laughs> <laughs> all year baby really <laughs> and i know that the artist has to think. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Phoenix, the band Phoenix. I feel like with uh, uh, being stuck on a deserted island, I I would want to have like upbeat kind of music that I can kind of dance to and you know enjoy. Nothing too sad or heavy. You know, life on a deserted island is already that. So, would like to escape from that. Um, yeah, I think I think it'll be Phoenix because there's a, a range. You know, there's always that upbeat, but also slow melodic stuff, um, kind of like ethereal stuff too. Kind of dreamy. Um, Phoenix was also like it, I saw them live once at the Hollywood Bowl, and it was probably in my top five concerts of all time. Um, so I can like relive that memory on an island. Um, but yeah, it would be Phoenix. See, I knew Krisha would have the interesting answer. 
tough. No. How dare you? I that know. was tough. These are hard questions. Because you can see, like, in Krija's head, like, how hard she's thinking about that one. It, um, it's hard. And I'm looking around. I'm like, what am I? Uh. But again, remember, we've talked about this. I barely listen to music. The, the fact true. that I have an artist that I actually like um, is, uh, is, is very surprising. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, surprised you, you didn't you go OPM. Right Oh, I, the other one, it, it was either that, um, Zia V or, um, or, uh, or what, or, or the Foo Fighters. Those Zia V, I like Zia v. have a lot, a lot, so. That's a lot of ukulele, then. I know. <laughs> or Pink Martini. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, just because I'd like to answer this as well, uh, Stevie Wonder. Just because songs Ooh, in the key good. of life is. Is beautiful. <laughs> so we're gonna stick in the music genre for two more ones here, and uh, <laughs> indulge me just for a second. Um, the first question, because we are all family and, or we're all you know family oriented over here. What is the best Disney song from a movie? Just for the audience, just we, we're not paused. We're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone is thinking. I have one. Go for it. And it's underrated, I think. And it's from the movie Hercules. And it's when the muses sing, um, uh, "Don't don't say I'm in love." Mm. With um, what's that song? Yes, yes. Oh, that's such a great song. I won't say I'm in love. I'm trying to think of the title now. But it's kind of like um it reminds me of like Motowny girl groups, you know? Oh, so good. And just to see and like the visual of that. I know we were t- we're talking about music, but the visual of them like the the, the whole like Grecian aesthetic. <laughs> no, it just like fits and all coming out and like Meg's like realizing and it's just like a fun part of the movie too um, but I love I love her voice like Meg's singing voice oh so good that's my pick good choice I'm gonna have to watch that movie again it's been a while it's a really I, I agree with um with Kirsch it is not not even not just the song but I think the movie itself is a, a little underrated um that um that People should actually watch it a little bit more. I think it just came in during a bad, like a, a lull. Not so much a lull, but not when, you know, all the big ones were done, like yeah. after Lion King. And then after Pocahontas came Hunchback and Hunchback kind of like soured a lot of people towards things. Sure. So having, to, I think it was right after Hunchback. So um, I'll go. Uh, um, I have two. I, and I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna go with two. The 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 most popular, like the most popular of the two, um, I think is um, is "Be Prepared" um, with <laughs> Lion King. Um, I love the song, um, and it is one of the uh, one of those like if ever "Be Prepared" is on a karaoke, like like every time we go to karaoke, I always check do they have it because it is so fun <laughs> to sing as Jeremy Irons singing, you know, in like the most flamboyant way. 
um, and it, it's it's a fun it's a fun song. It's one of my um, a scar is like one of my favorite like uh, bad guys um, aside from uh, aside from Ursula. Um, the but the song if if we were to go to like um, like a little um, not as popular. Um, I I really really like the song. Um, I think it's called uh, "God Help the Outcasts." And interesting, you said the um, Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame. Um, it, it, like the movie itself, I I actually liked it. Uh, darker um, and than than the other Disney movies. But there's that scene uh, where I already forgot her name, but the gypsy the gypsy woman, and she's singing, and the song itself is more, and the whole. The whole movie itself is more is is really geared towards like it's, it should have been a musical instead of a Disney movie, um, especially with the the epic songs that they had. And so for me, um, uh, God help the outcasts. Um, it, it, it talks you know it talks about like all the the poor people of Paris and all the uh, the people that are are um, you know that are downtrodden, and it has this really melancholy sound and tune to it. And um, I think it's great. Nice. Uh, okay, Good so I, 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 I've had time to stew on it, so I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna go for the the, the low hanging fruit. Um, Harold asked for the like the perfect or the best Disney song, so I think Hakuna Matata epitomizes what it is to be a Disney song. Like it's pop, it's fun, it's geared towards kids. It is saccharine sweet, but like everybody knows it. And obviously, I'm biased because if some of you guys know, my kid was. Uh, in a Lion King production. So I love that song. It does put a smile on my face. Um, not to mention, uh, you know, small aside, I'm glad uh, Dennis brought up that song because one of our best bro moments was seeing the Lion King musical together. Our wives were at their Christmas party and we enjoyed the poo out of that live action version of Be Prepared because Homie was really into that song. Like Scar was thrusting along with the beat and Dennis and I were like, Oh, <laughs> oh hello, hello. Oh, yeah, dude. There was the, the hyenas and everybody had their own choreography, but the scar of the production was on Pride Rock or whatever version of that Rocky was on. And homie was just like, <laughs> be prepared. I'm like, what are we preparing for? I'm in. Like, I'm whatever ready. it is, I'm down. Ready. <laughs> ready, prepared. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Um, uh, that that is a good pick, Lewis. Because you're right, yeah. it is like um, everyone knows it, and it's on mm -hmm. like T-shirts and so much like Disney merch, and uh, it's yeah. it's a good one. Um, Harold, uh, I don't know if we were we we can count. I just realized, uh, can we count musical numbers also? Sure, because um, I, you know me, but what, um, I, I'm my favorite Disney movie ever is Beauty and the Beast. Um, and I think um, it is well, it is perfect for me. Um, but when I when I watched the musical, um, I have to tell you, I teared and like I was bawling. And I thought that they were actually able to do something that I wish they added on to because you know how um, remember how Beauty and the Beast had like the uh, I think like the twentieth anniversary special or something like that and then they took, yeah, yeah they took like a song that they had from the musical and they actually um 
uh, animated in the 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 the, the old yeah, style. I can't remember what the song um, was. Uh, Human again. Know what you're talking about? Human, Human again, again was the one that they had. But the one song when I was watching the um, when I was watching the musical, there was one song that I thought to myself, this song should have been there all the time. Like, um, and it's the song um, by the Beast. If I can't love her, um, you know, talking about you know, talking about. Um, um, his sorrow, his emotions, and I thought it completed the beast a little bit more. So um, that's actually one of the other one of my f- other favorite songs. So go ahead, next, uh, next. Really quickly, you guys remember how like sometimes they would have songs from the soundtrack that they never played in the movie, mm-hmm. but they were done by like real pop stars, and they only played it at the very ending of the movies. Like uh, the ending of Pocahontas was uh, If I Never Knew You by Shanice and the guy that did uh, that other guy, John something. I can't remember his name. But um, my favorite one is at the very end of uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. They have a song by Dennis's favorite uh, group, All for One. And they do a song called Someday. And that song is beautiful. Oh, and I, I really know wish- that was a Hunchback. Yeah, it's the like at at the end when he's hunching, they start playing. Uh, <laughs> That's how it ends. Right. <laughs> yeah, he hunched, he hunched her right in the back. So uh, someday, <laughs> by awful one. That's one of those songs that I really wish that they would play, at um like at uh uh like t- uh, town square when you're walking through Disneyland. That's like, I think that's one of those things that would make like a lot of sense because I think it's. Fantastic and very underrated because no one ever like when I mentioned that song, people are hardly like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'll take your word for it. So, yeah. So uh, one more song and then one movie one and we'll finish it off for the night. And I asked you guys about this. Uh, I would like to hear what you guys consider your favorite cover song. Okay. Thank you for asking that ahead of time because yes. I'm, I'm not very good at these things. But um, I actually, I, I, this is a little bit of a, what's the word that we used to use? And you guys were like, oh, you sound like such a douche. Um, oh, recency bias. So it's something that I heard recently and I was like, I just fell in love with it all, all over again. But uh, one of my wife and mine's favorite show, a movie uh, that came out lately is, or not lately, but in the last few years, has been Crazy Rich Asian. So uh, in that movie, there is a scene uh, where Kina Granis, uh, acoustic YouTube uh, musician, covered um, the song Can't Help Falling in Love for the you know, for the wedding scene. And we've loved it. We loved it the moment it started playing. And ever since, um, I'm, I can't say that it's the best cover of that song, but right now, like, um, I can't think of any other cover songs that I really like love. Uh, not to mention that song is just like, I guess, super coverable. I don't know if that's a word, but like that's, there's been at least two or three mainstream covers of that Elvis classic. So yeah, I, I think that's one of my favorite songs right now. And like I said, I, I think you could probably pull it up on Spotify and get at least two or three, you know, three or four versions of the song and enjoy like every kind of it, every version of it. So yeah, uh, that, that's my choice for best cover right now, at least. Ask me again in a month. I'll probably say something else. <laughs> uh, Kiss me by uh, Sixpence, none the, wi- none, none the Witcher. None the Witcher. <laughs> none, none the, the Witcher. witcher. You know toss what, a dude? coin to, <laughs> toss Sixpence to the Witcher. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Courage, how about you? I'm going to pick two because this was very hard for me to decide. 
Um, no exception. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to say my first one is uh, Nirvana does a cover of The Man Who Sold the World by David Bowie on their Nirvana Unplugged, MTV Unplugged. Um, I, I didn't know. I, I know that my parents listened to David Bowie, like 80s David Bowie. So the first David Bowie song that I've heard was like China Girl. And that's like kind of like a departure from everything that he's done. And I didn't know at the time until I heard The Man Who Sold the World. And I was like, oh, my God. Nirvana's covering the song. The song is by David Bowie. I know little about David Bowie. So it kind of like started um, kind of like a discovery. So um, that's, up th that's up there for me. Um, my second favorite cover song is, there was a video game. I didn't play this game in the early 2000s called Stubbs the Zombie. They had a soundtrack of... Uh, bands doing covers of like old 50s and 60s songs. One of uh, my favorite from that album, soundtrack, whatever, Death Cab for Cutie does a cover of Earth Angel oh by the God. Penguins. And it's so good. It's dreamy. It's Death Cabby. Look it I up. Have to it's download this. so good. The whole album is good. Looking like, so who, who is it again, Chris? Death Cab for Cutie does a cover of mm. Earth Angel. Um, Earth Angel was origi originally done by the Penguins, I think. Yeah. Um, but oh my, it's so it's it's really good. The whole album, the whole Stubbs the Zombie soundtrack, all the covers are really good. But that's really the standout because I love Death Cab and I love that song. So I couldn't just settle for one. There's two for you. Um, no, I, go ahead, go ahead, Harold. No, like Chris's first pick is pretty much the gold standard of covers, and now I'm really interested in finding this other one. I'm I really want to look up this soundtrack now. It's Harold. You'd like it. It's really good. I mean, now now that Harold just talked about gold standard, I don't know how I can <laughs> compete with that. Sorry. Next uh, question. Uh, just uh, the, the silver I'm standard. Gonna go with, uh, I'm going to go with Richard Cheese uh, doing Baby Got Back as the, uh, the best cover ever. Obviously. <laughs> Duh, Richard Cheese, of course. And Lounge Against the Machine. <laughs> um, no, but um, aside from Richard Cheese, um, uh I, I I think I'm gonna go just because not not because but um, just so happened um, that uh, Jason Mraz uh, did a cover uh, like um, I didn't I didn't know um, it was him at that time but um, watching Fifty First Dates one of my uh, my all time movies um, they did a cover of I Melt with You um, right. and I mean it's it's not a totally different departure but the the reggae aspect of it really got to me and just so happened that it was jason raz so um i met with you jason raz my favorite cover aside from richard cheese baby got back <laughs> uh, i'm gonna give you two examples of just of things that i really loved is uh one of my favorite songs of all time is rainbow connection because kermit did it and it's it's just a beautiful song my favorite cover of that besides Karen Carpenter is uh, Rivers and Haley from Paramore do a cover of uh, Rainbow Connection. And those guys' uh, voices meld beautifully. And then hey, uh, my other... Yes. Uh, you know who else did a cover of Rainbow Connection? 
Jason Mraz. Jason Mraz. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was. It was good. But his version is very lax. Hey Harold, uh, do you know who yes. else did a cover of Rainbow Connection? Marilyn Manson. <laughs> did cool. you see? Did you see Legion? Dan Stevens did a short snippet of that of that song. Huh. In Legion. I really need to check out this stuff. <laughs> You are like the only other person I've heard that has seen Legion. Lewis <laughs> <laughs> loved that show. I, I still, it's I on my Hulu you. thing. No, Lewis and I watch a lot of the same shows. I think we have a Venn diagram. Yeah. Legion is on there. Snowpiercer is on there. What else did we talk about, Lewis? Uh, Watchmen. I think. Watch. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're the only ones. <laughs> I. I gotta start watching this stuff now that I have HBO Max. Yeah, I was gonna say. Probably. <laughs> All right, and the last topic for today for me is for you guys, and I asked you this because I wanted you to be prepared for it. Is for me be or for prepared. you guys? Be prepared. Yes. Uh, name your or yeah, name your perfect movie moment. I kind of want to wait for you guys to go, but at the same time, I also want to go first because I don't want to. Uh, it's uh, you guys probably have some profound, beautiful moments. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna it's go. Up to you. So, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead then. So since you know we're already waxing poetic about, I, I literally had it. I'm showing you guys because nobody listening can see it, but I actually had notes. My perfect movie moment. So I had uh, uh, what do you call it? It has to have a great setup and a satisfying payoff. So personally, one of my favorite movie moments was the moment in uh, Return of the King when they're finally cr uh, crawling up Mount Doom and all looks, everything looks dire. Sam and Frodo are on death's door. It, it looks desperate as heck. And Sam looks to Frodo and tells him, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. <laughs> And he firemen's carry Frodo over his shoulder and walks him the rest of the way to the mouth of Mount Doom and powerful. <laughs> it's a perfect movie moment for me because, like I said, it has to have a great setup. You've had like three movies, not just three movies. It's like three, three hour movies <laughs> leading up to this. So you've had like five, almost six hours of sitting and stewing of these two guys I'm trying to get this little dinky ring. Will they or won't they? <laughs> it's the best will they or won't they since Ross and Rachel. <laughs> and, you know, it's the moment that a lot of fanboys, you know, even the movie. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I think I've told you guys already. I haven't I've never actually read the book. I am. I, I'm very yeah, I've only really watched the movies. But, you know, a lot of the people who who, who argue the validity of like, is Sam, the actual hero of the movie, goes back to that moment that he you know he could not do he couldn't do the heart he, he couldn't wield the ring but he did what any hero could do is and, and like help his friend and, and that was you know that's the perfect moment for me movie wise because yeah like i said uh great setup awesome payoff and yeah it still it resounds to this day and i think it was great timing that harold mentioned that like oh it's on imax too bad it's this week but anyway so yeah that's my movie <laughs> moment uh -oh. Was it better than when Sam tackled the guy for a loss in a sack in his very last game and only playing? <laughs> no. Or, or when, when we found out that Sam, uh, ship? My next, my next pinned tweet is the power ranking of best Sam Aston moments. So, yeah. 
Sean Astin. Sean Astin. I'll kill you. <laughs> Curse, you want I'll, me to go? I'll go next because okay. it's kind of like I know Lewis brought up uh, the final movie of a long trilogy. My perfect moment in a movie happens in the beginning of a movie. Um, and I think it's a movie that I feel like I always talk about when I'm on the podcast. Um, but it's the scene in That Thing You Do when the band hears their song on the radio for the first time in the um, appliance store. I just and got just, chills, by the way. <laughs> and just having it build, right? Right. It's just like a good moment because we're all like rooting for them. We're all, you know, feeling the joy because you see that you see it in their faces. And the way it starts off, it's you see, you know, Liv Tyler just like licking stamps and like putting it in the mailbox. And then she hears it first. Then she meets the bass player. And then both of their uh, they also had Walkmans. Both of their Walkmans are on listening to the song and they go to the <laughs> they go to the appliance store and they plug in the radio so now now it's like amplified throughout the, the whole store and then the other members come in and everyone's like running around and lenny's wants to kiss the girl but then kisses the little display and then uh it's just like a good moment and everyone's happy except for the dad but the dad's just you know jaded um but it's just such a good moment because you see the joy in their faces and then it ends with with um with the drummer what's a he, like you know he's just saying i am spartacus oh, and guy. It's just, yeah yeah guy patterson just like going ah yeah it's so good it's so good it just makes me smile see look you can't see yeah. it when you're listening but it, it, it's, her making, smile. it's so it's the it's such a good moment um, I like the fact that that was a feel-good moment. Um, so my, <laughs> my moment is the opposite. Um, <laughs> my opposite. my perfect movie moment, um, and like Kersha, who Kersha says she she keeps on mentioning certain movies. Uh, there are certain movies that I always mention, and one of those movies is a movie called An Affair to Remember. Um, and um, if you've ever watched the movie, um, uh, so if you know, everybody says if you ever liked uh, Sleepless in Seattle, you like this movie. Um, it, it's actually a really classic. Um, but in, in, there's a scene there, and from the looks of it, none of you guys have ever watched this movie. Um, I huh? I in have. There. It's just been a long time. But yeah. okay. But um, there's um, there's a scene there where there uh, kind of like what Harry Lewis was talking about the whole build up type thing, where. Um, uh, at the beginning of the movie, you're introduced to the, the the main character, and he goes to this island where um, he visits his uh, grandmother, and who has he hasn't seen his grandmother in like years, and so um, it's this um, you know it's the scene, it's a really sweet scene, and um, it's a sweet, really little grandmother, and um, it just turns out like this this grandma just lo- um, you know, adores and loves uh, his his gra- her grandson. But the problem is that because he's famous and she lives so far away in Greece, um, you know, they haven't had an opportunity to actually like hang out or talk to each other for years. And then she realizes that um, she was only going to be able to see him for like an hour because um, it was just it was like a, a, a um a stopover on a cruise that they were on. So there was this moment where you could clearly see that the grandma wants, you know, is really sad that she's leaving. Um, and there's a scene where she um, 
he he puts on this cloak on her like this um this uh this uh this scarf cloak type thing uh, that she has and then later on it um uh, she goes uh, later on in the movie in, in one of his like darkest moments um he goes back and to visit his grandma and he finds out that the grandma had passed away already and um the one gift that that was given to him was the cloak that um that the grandma had and you have to watch the movie but in the end at the very last scene the cloak plays a important uh, role in the relationship between the guy and the girl and it's this this moment where you hear the uh, right as they were leaving uh, right as the grandma and um, the, the the main character was about to leave she was actually on the piano playing the song a, lo- uh, a lo- love affair is a is a is a is a is a is a wondrous thing it's a piano type thing and so at the very very end you have a combination of there's this love story happening there's the grandma's cloak and in the background you hear the piano playing the song uh, a love affair and i tell you like um uh, it still brings tears to my eyes every time I think about it. Um, it's an old, for those people who never watch and fair to remember, it's an old movie. It's like a black and white, uh, you know, uh, type thing, but it's a classic. Um, if you, if you're a sucker for like uh, love stories, uh, it is one of those um, classic, like uh, black and white love stories. So that's my per- uh, perfect movie moment. Huh. I like the diversity in those guys. I, I just wanted to share really quickly what I believe is the perfect movie moment is we have a hero who has been uh, chasing after the bad guys for a whole movie and um, he disguises himself so that no one can ever uh, figure out what exactly he's doing in order to apprehend the bad guys. And then in the middle of an event, he decides to unmask himself and the whole crowd sees who it is. And then someone looks at him and says, it's Enrico Palazzo. Because he's the naked gun and he's Leslie. Naked Nilsen. gun was the purple. Oh. <laughs> oh. You switched it there, sir. Oh, when, o- <laughs> when OJ was not a hot topic. <laughs> no. When OJ was the least controversial thing about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, his I actually, yeah, wow. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. Okay. That's one way to end the uh, the episode. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much, Gerald, for that episode. Um, I hope the viewers enjoy it. Um, you know, uh, as usual, uh, viewers, if you like the content that we're talking about and um, you have any thoughts, please make sure to contact us and make sure to uh, get a hold of us and, uh, you know, uh, try to join us in any of our chats and conversations so you can uh, share and uh, talk about what you liked and what you didn't like for the episode. As usual, you can take a look at um, some of our social stuff. Um, mine, I was talking about two fanboys, one casual. Oh, hold on. The two fanboys, one casual dot podbean dot com, I think, is our website. Sounds good. Yep. Yes. I forget. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe sometimes. Um, yeah. On Facebook, you can find us. Just put in the search bar two fanboys and a filthy casual. Uh, add us, add the page, and add yourself to the Facebook group. Um, every, every time the podcast goes live, we'll be posting it there. Um, all news, uh, rumors, fun stuff floating around the internet, we'll be posting it there as well. Uh, not to mention on the group, 
uh, along with Kershen, uh, a, a lot of other like-minded nerds, geeks, gamers who love uh, who love pop. You know, it's a great little community, especially now in the um, in the quarantine. You know, it's a good group to be around. So yeah, go ahead and add us, find us, and we'll gladly add you back. And then on Instagram and Twitter, two fanboys, one casual, and as usual, anywhere you find your regular podcasts, we are there as well. And Kershaw, is there any way our listeners could get a hold of you or take a look at what you've been doing? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at krizia.chloe, K-R-I-Z-I-A dot C-H-L-O-E. Come find me. I don't know. Is that, is that part of your, is that part of the uh, the URL? Yeah, and no. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't type in, come find me. Um, okay. And actually don't literally come find me. Um, just, I'm on Instagram. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> especially when we're supposed to be quarantining don't yeah, stay yeah. Six so feet please away, please stay away please go away from me okay cool. go away from me well that's it for us today um i hope you enjoy uh you enjoyed that yeah. you enjoyed our episode <laughs> so um, fanboys and filthy casual this is dennis this is lewis harold and of course it's krisha and lewis our outro go for it go oh, dang it i didn't get the guitar hold on <laughs> Um, use your mouth guitar. Yeah, yeah use your mouth, mouth guitar, guitar, please. I only saved that for my wife, dude. Okay. Hey, <laughs> See you later. Bye, Bye everyone. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>